Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast, which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. We are continuing our study in the book of Acts, we're in chapter 23, looking at verses 16 through 22, read from today's New International Version. And in this section, we see God's hand. Paul's nephew learns of the plot. And he's able to uh, share with the Roman commander what the plot is. So let's listen to Acts chapter 23, verses 16 through 22, read from today's international version. But when the son of Paul's sister heard of this plot, he went into the barracks and told Paul. Then Paul called one of the centurions and said, Take this young man to the commander. He had something to tell him. So he took him to the commander. The centurion said, Paul, the prisoner, sent for me and asked me to bring this young man to you because he had something to tell you. The commander took the young man by the hand, drew him aside and asked, What is it you want to tell me? He said, The Jews have agreed to ask you to bring Paul before the Sanhedrin tomorrow on the pretext of wanting more accurate information about him. Don't give in to them, because more than 40 of them are waiting in ambush for him. They have taken an oath not to eat or drink until they have killed him. They are ready now waiting for your consent to their request. The commander dismissed the young man with this warning. Don't tell anyone that you have reported this to me. Again, Acts chapter 23, verses 16 through 22, read from today's New International Version. I'll be back with insights and close with prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scott, and I pray that you are enjoying my podcast. Stitcher listeners, you can listen, like, and follow on Pandora. Five Minutes in the Word is available on your favorite podcast apps, including Amazon Podcast, Apple Music, Spotify, and so many others. Please like and follow Five Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. That again was Acts chapter 23, verses 16 through 22, read from today's New International Version. And again, we see God's hand on this. Paul's sister's son, which means this is his nephew, heard of the plot. And it was no accident that this happened. God had to protect Paul because Jesus promised Paul that he would go to Rome to testify of him. Paul might have a sister living in Jerusalem, or she could have been one of those that came for, uh, for, the, for the Passover, for the festivals. Or her son was there on account of his studies. There, there's no way of knowing. And it says that this is the only mention we have of uh, Paul's family at all in uh, the New Testament. 
But he was concerned because there was a, a number of men who had taken an oath to take his uncle's life. And it said that he may have uh, heard of it, especially if he was a student. That that might be how he heard of the secret and of the number of men that were involved in it. And just think about it. This is religious leaders agreeing with probably common criminals to kill one of their peers. Even though he was a Pharisee and the Sadducees didn't agree with his policy. I mean, uh, the yeah, the Sadducees didn't agree with his policy. These were religious leaders who were going along with this conspiracy. And it's just something to think about. So uh, Paul's nephew was able to enter into the prison, um, though it is plain that he uh, Paul wasn't closely he wasn't closely confined, and it, he had um, easy access to him. The reason might be because he was a Roman citizen, and because he had not been charged with anything. Uh, Paul was able to hear of the conspiracy from his nephew and how many men were involved. And um, the commentary said they don't know if it was because of duty and affection. And it probably was both. Because, and they also kind of said they didn't know if Paul's sister was a Christian. I mean, they just don't know. But that this nephew had cared this much about his uncle to share this plot is uh you know amazing and again it's uh, the hand of god paul had a relationship with his uh captors with the centurion his guard it says because paul called one of the centurions to him and on the chief captain uh means he probably had at least a thousand men under him so he was able to call one of these men and uh, he said that this young take this young man to the chief captain because he has something to tell him and of course that was very prudent and um, he didn't let the centurion into the secret but he he probably you know with so much going on he didn't want to compromise the centurion, the, his, you know, the soldier. And he definitely didn't want to put his nephew in danger. So he said, take him to the chief captain, for he has something that he needs to tell him. And it's important, and it's, he needs to know what's going on. The centurion took Paul's nephew and went with him, as he desired, to the chief captain that he might um, be safe, that no one would interfere with him, and that, um, to, that you know, no one would hear what he had to say because he was taking him right to the chief captain, and the captain would hear it right from the nephew's mouth. And it says the prisoner, speaking of Paul, because he was probably chained, so the, uh, the guard said, this, the prisoner told me to bring this young man to you. And that's what he did. He took the young man by the hand to show that he was quite, probably quite young. And uh, it also throws a pleasing light on the kind-hearted impartiality of the officer. 
And the chief captain wanted to know, uh, tell me what you have to tell me, giving the young man an opportunity and, and encouraging him to let him know what he, uh, the secret was. And the young man told him of the plot. And the captain told him to um, not tell anyone that you have told me this because uh, the, the plot, the staging area, the, they were lying in an ambush in some place between the prison and the place where the Sanhedrin were to meet. So he told the young man, don't tell anyone that you've told me this. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that these past two days, the, uh, the, the passages have been pretty riveting as we read of the conspiracy to assassinate, to kill the Apostle Paul. And one, script, one commentary says probably he would be stabbed by this uh, group of 40 men who would just huddle around him and um, do what they need, stab, uh, probably all 40 of them, gather around him and stab him. And God, that's a gruesome picture. But then we have a mighty Savior. We thank you, God, for your angels. We thank you for your uh, uh, providential care of your children. We thank you for... Uh, spoiling the plot of the devil in so many instances in our lives. We thank you for that. When Satan thinks he, thinks he has us down, Father, you help us to rise above, even in areas where it looks like we've been defeated. You turn our, our defeats into victories, and we thank you for that, Father. We, are, uh, we praise you for that. Praying for those who need you in a special way, so many natural disasters, so many other uh, things going on in the world. We know that you know what they are, and we're praying for those who need you right now. Praying for those who need you as their Lord and Savior. Help the message reach them, God, and touch their hearts, and let them know that there is a God who loves them, who cares for them, who listens. They don't have to pack you from shelf to shelf, God, because you're, once we accept you, accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, accept his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension, you're with us in our hearts, and we thank you for that. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.